The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I'm Seema Iyer. Here is another special bonus episode. We are in our New York City studios. Well, technically, we're adjacent to our New York City studios because in this special episode, I'm speaking to Harvey Weinstein's publicist, Judah Engelmeyer. Uh, Judah has become a frequent guest on Court TV, and we thank you very much for that. It's my pleasure, and I thank you for allowing me. Uh, so you've been his publicist before the accusations emerged. No, I've been his publicist from when the accusations emerged before okay. he was arrested. Before, Sorry. Before okay. he was arraigned and arrested. I've been his publicist since uh, since February of 2018. And how did Harvey find you? Oddly enough, when I left politics in my first public relations job, I was working for a company called Rubenstein, and Rubenstein Public Relations. And my one of my first gigs was the Tribeca Film Festival when it was brand new. Oh wow! So I was I was helping out on the Tribeca Film Festival, doing some publicity for it, and I was holding like a clipboard and being like a you know kid who couldn't you know who had to keep his mouth shut and just listen. Uh. And Harvey was was pretty involved in the Tribeca Film Festival at the time. Jane Rosenthal, Robert De Niro, um, and so I, I saw him back then, but he didn't remember me from then. I, I had no. Uh, no, no impact on him back then. Um, I knew a lot of his staff. I knew people that are close to him, but I didn't know him. And then what happened was over the course of my life, I've, uh, I've gotten into crisis communications and also pro-Israel um, advocacy mm -hmm. um, for clients and also my personal beliefs. And through that, met Ben Brofman. Okay. And Got it. Ben Brofman is the one when, uh, when Harvard was looking for a new public relations um, company, uh, I was, I was um, given a shot. And I met him, and we hit it off. Now, when you say hit it off, you are his publicist. Do you also consider yourself his friend? I would say I consider myself his friend at this point. And one thing about the way I do business is that I have to like who I work with. Um, and I, and the, the way I mesh with the clients that I mesh with is that I relate to them very well. And Harvey and I have become friends over time. He trusts me. I trust him. Um, we, we, we rely on each other a lot. He calls me up even when he doesn't have a public relations issue he needs to address just to talk and, and, and field questions off and field his thoughts. And I, I, feel, I feel privileged to, you know, to do that, and I, I feel sad that he's in this position that, that he's in right now. Um, but we've, we've, we've become, become friends, and that's how I can do the job um, as, uh, you know, as I do it because it's a very difficult arena right now for, for this type of issue and for Harvey in particular. And uh, I do it because um, I like him, I believe in him, and, and I think that, that he deserves a fair shake. Tell us more about Harvey Weinstein and your feelings on how do you do this? I mean, you come to court with him every morning. You leave with him every afternoon. Uh, like you said, you believe in him. Do you believe that he is innocent? I'm not saying not guilty. I'm saying innocent of the charges. I believe he is innocent of the charges. Yes. What you have your mouth open with, you know, draped up with a shock. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, you can you, you, you can be, you can have a voracious appetite like, he, you know, for 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 women. And there are plenty of people in the world who have that and not do anything, not do anything illegal. And I believe that's the case with Harvey. So why are all these women accusing him of these crimes? Partly caught up in the moment, partly convenience and partly vengeance. Um, Harvey was one of the most powerful producers in Hollywood going back to the early, late 80s 
early 90s and, and, and through Miramax and through the Weinstein Company. He made independent films, I guess, big. He made, he, he, yeah. he, he recreated independent films. And anyone who was anything, and you heard one of the witnesses say today on the, on the stand that, uh, that Harvey was in 1992-93, you know, Miramax was one of the biggest things out there. And that was when they were first starting, before Pulp Fiction even came out. Um, or right around when Pulp Fiction came out, which really launched, which really put put uh, put a lot of older actors on the map again, and put Miramax really back oh, on the map. He, well, Pulp Fiction. Talking about Pulp Fiction, you know, he completely resurrected John Travolta's career. He completely resurrected John Travolta's career. Career, um, you know. But before he had Cinema Cinema Paradiso and and, yes. and, and the films like that, and. He recreated the genre of independent films and made and made people want to be in those. He created fantastically wealthy actors. He cre- he 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 and his production staff, as well as the actors that he hired, won many, many important more Oscars than anybody else. And 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 because of that, listen, this is an industry. It's a very tough industry. It's a very cutthroat industry. Oh sure. And you're either you're either in it or you're not in it. You, you know, you, there's no halfway. So people who felt that they deserve more, they should be in better places right now, or they, or, or they should have made more movies, or they should have been in this film or that film or whatever. Um, they, they're, they're right now, they're looking back saying, you know what? He wasn't a nice guy, and now he, he should get beaten for it. And this, what's, what's happening is, is you know, the, the old adage, be nice to the people you meet on the way up because the same ones you can meet on the way down? Yeah. I think Harvey is meeting people on the way down who he was mean to, who he was. And, and Harvey is, is – mean is the wrong word for it. He is so focused on the art, so focused on the talent, so focused on the production, and he knows what he's doing when he makes these things. He's, he gets himself into his zone. He wants to see the best thing made possible. And to do that, sometimes his focus is only on the end product, and whatever happens on the sidelines, he doesn't pay attention to and he doesn't care. He gets – and people call him a bully as a result. Yeah, and men and women. Men and women, and 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 what happens in this industry is you you create enemies if you're not if if you feel that he didn't use you, he abused you, he left you aside, he he uh, he he didn't put you where you're supposed to be. Now is the time to keep on kicking him down because you know you know what you don't want is to get back you don't want him to get back up again, rise back to the top again, and then still put you down. There are so many celebrities that have now spoken out against Harvey Weinstein. Are there celebrities, actors that we know of who believe in him that we're just not hearing from? To answer that question, I will tell you when this first happened, when the Me Too movement got launched with and the New York Times came out and Ronan Farrow's story in New York Magazine came out, Donna Karen made a comment, not about Harvey necessarily, but made a comment to the degree of, I mean, to, to, to the, to the uh, to, not, not degree, but you know, I guess to, to the tune of, Women should be responsible for themselves, and maybe they should, you know, if they don't want to be looked at as sex objects or have men come over to them, maybe they shouldn't dress in such a way where they look where, 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 where they look like whatever. And you know what happened? Instead of people saying, you know, Donna, you're, you're a fashionista and you're right, they criticized her and almost crucified her, and you haven't really heard much from her in a while. Wait, she but got, she hasn't said anything about Harvey Weinstein. But she said, no, but what she said was that, Women are partly responsible for the way people react to them, and nobody wanted to hear that. But okay, but in her comments, did she mention the Weinstein allegations I I, at all? I, I do not recall. Okay, so she was basically making these general comments about the Me Too movement, and and, and, and I think that the Har- Harvey has become such a, uh, I guess, such, such a such a magnet. 
for for this type of I, I guess anger. Mm-hmm. Anybody who claims that they like him, support him, think that maybe he wasn't wrong is getting attacked on social media, being is, protested. They're, they are, you know, look at, you know, uh, well, Donna Rotuno. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Donna Rotuno, Donna Rotuno lead is counsel a for female lead counsel, and she has gotten some vile hate messages on Twitter and social media about who she is, what she supports, how dare she does this. A, a, a leading women's organization wrote some sort of note saying that we support women of all types and we come, to, we, come to women's, we come to women's aid whenever they're in trouble, but we won't come for you. Which is a bizarre statement to wow. make for an organization that supports women. I'm not going to give the name of the organization out there. Okay. But, you know, I'm not here to name anything and throw anyone under the bus or anything. But the, the, the atmosphere has been so hostile, and it's the cancel culture. And I'll use Harvey as the example. Yeah. You don't like Harvey. You think what he's done is wrong. You can't watch his movies. Don't associate with him. Yeah. And anything that's ever, even if, even if he did something good 20 years ago, it's disgusting and, and, and wrong now. No, you can't like anything. Cancel culture is everything this person ever stood for is gone. Nothing. And so, and that means that you can't be a friend of his because if you're a friend sure. of his, you're gone too. And, you know. Well, here, but okay. Hold on a second though. Sure. Are there friends of his, unlike you, that there are friends of his, but they believe the accusations. Can you do both? You could be a friend of his and believe the accusations, but if you're a friend of his and know him well enough, you believe that that he had a a side to him that was that was a little darker, but you wouldn't think he did anything illegal. You know, I, I think it's hard. Okay, it's hard if you believe everything that's being claimed about him. It's hard to say that you're still a friend of his. Do you question the work that Jody Cantor, Megan Toohey of the New York Times, and Ronan Farrow of the New Yorker have done? I question the work that some of those people that you mentioned have done. I think that uh, the New York Times did a very good investigative report, and their report was of behavior. And for the most part, they came out with things were bad. He had a, he has a, he has a bad side to him. People didn't like it, and he was aggressive, angry, this, that, or the other thing. And he even, even over, even like, like his friend Paul said today, he had an appetite. Um, but they mentioned nothing illegal about anything he did. You know, they mentioned no crimes. Do you? Whereas, think- whereas the other, the other reporter who didn't investigate almost anything and didn't, fo- didn't follow up with almost any of the research and came out with a with with a with a fictional drama. Um, like historical fiction, in a sense, and over dramatized what he wanted to make a, to tell a story, and he concluded with 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 uh, with with criminality. I think that was a little over the top, but he won a Pulitzer Prize, and his book, you know, unlike Jody and Megan, yeah. his, his book will probably be a movie one day. <laughs> Because of it these. has okay, it, it has investigators sneaking out, people sleeping in cars and looking out. Wait, from did binoculars. We, okay, wait, wait, let's get to that. You, Harvey Weinstein did hire investigators. I've worked for many companies and wealthy, wealthy individuals and entrepreneurs who hire investigators to opposition research when people are looking at their companies or looking to do bad to them or looking to do damage, engaging in a lawsuit. You hire investigators to find out what's really at particularly when you don't believe you've done anything wrong. You want to find out what's behind it, who's behind it, and how you can get ahead of it. Okay, so just and to that, be clear. This is an old, old thing. I don't understand why all those people are okay, shocked. No, but just to be clear, because I think we have to clear this up, is that uh, – 
and I did try to explain this on Court TV because I did understand it, that uh, so Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey, they started their investigation, I believe, in around January of 2017. The the their uh, excuse me, their article, maybe it was 2016, but uh, 20, but my point they, they is they believe researching in 2016. Okay, know. okay, no, I'm sure you're right. So, but the point is, much before it was published in October 5th, 2017, that was their first article. So, when a lot of testimony came out in this trial about this red flag list or this hit list of, you know, that investigators were looking into of women, I thought that that list of women came from the back and the forth between Harvey Weinstein's uh, lawyers or publicists or team at the time and the reporters because they were turning over information and fact-checking. So so I do agree that it's due diligence for Harvey Weinstein's team to start looking into the allegations that he's become aware of. Right. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. We have to... Uh, let you go in a moment. Is there anything else that you want court TV podcast listeners to know about Harvey Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein happens to be a brilliant, a brilliant producer and a, and a probably one of the most talented minds I've ever met on that. He and I have become very friendly, very close. He happens to be very loyal. He happens to be very charming, happens to be very friendly. And I wish that part of people would come out. I wish that part of him would come out to people. With that, Judah Engelmeyer, Herald PR, thank you so much. And that is another bonus episode from New York City Core TV podcast coverage of New York versus Harvey Weinstein. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Core TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.